Hey, Hankster, you ready for this deal? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Old stories like long lost friends. Rodeos and late night bends. History before our time. Round pens and pasture rides. Cowboys of the Osage. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast, brought to you by the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum, located in historic downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Hey, it's old Cody over here. Hey, and it's old. It's and if you're if you if you're seeing something a little different, Jimbo, he had a little bit of a dizzy spell a while ago, but luckily we have the next best thing. Walked right through the door, Hank Heinsinger. Hank, good to see you. Who do we have today? Oh man, if we've got a show for you today, Cody, we've got. The 19, uh, we've got Terry Postrack, the uh, IPRA world's champion, Jeff Roper, world-renowned, been all over the country. And uh, Terry, it'll be a good show for everybody today, I guarantee you. Famous and infamous, Terry Postrack right infamous. here. Fastest, most dynamite in one package that's ever been packed in there. One of the sharpest ropers I've ever seen, Hank. Yes, I mean, he knew Terry... Terry could rope their necks right and handle the calves, and, and Terry was just a uh, – he, he can do it. He could do it. The 85, 1990, and 1991 IPRA champ. And champs of a lot of other things, match ropings, anything you want to talk about. Terry's been there and done it. All right. Welcome, Terry, to the Cowboys of the Osage podcast. Glad to be here. Hey, if you don't mind, sit a little bit closer to that microphone, okay. or you may have to scoot closer to it. We want everybody to hear what you got to say, Terry. Terry, where'd you grow up? No what, Oklahoma. Always? Always. Always. Never wanted to go anywhere else? No, no, nowhere else, really. Okay. You know, that's just right on the outskirts of right here. No water. What, was 30-something miles away, maybe 40 miles away from here? That 30. Good Lord, there's a <clears> bunch <throat> of good cowboys come from that no water area. No water, Lenapaul, all that good country, steer open. All the way right capital. through here. Yes, yes. Big grass country. Terry, what? Uh, when did you start roping? Oh, I was about three years old. About three years old. Yeah. Did you uh, did you uh, like to, want to rope from then on, or? I, that's all I wanted to do. That's all he wanted. That's to all do. I ever wanted to do was rope. Who were you watching when you were young? That you want to be a roper? Just my dad. I rope with my dad every day, and I was around George Yoakum, Rick Yoakum. Oh yeah. I grew up around them. Right. John Prather. That's who I grew up around. There's uh, there's so many notables over in the on the west on the eastern side of uh, uh, I guess western side of Osage County and Washington County. There was uh, lots of great ropers that came from there. What? Uh, where did you? Uh, who was your main? Uh, I mean, you looked up to your your dad and and you roped with your dad all the time. And and what was the the first time that you seen somebody rope and you said, I want to be like him. Well, it's probably Roy Cooper. I mean, Roy roped good. When I seen him, he was 19. He won the world championship, and he really roped good. Right. I went to one of his roping schools and had a good time. What was the biggest impact that you got from him when you went to his school? Oh, I just – I got to stay with him and rope extra after it was over. You know, stayed, all, stayed the rest of the night with him and rope. And it, it was just fun. What did he do different than all the other rest of the guys were doing? Right, right around that time, Terry. He's fast. What he was, he rode good. He I mean, figured out a few, few of the shortcuts. Maybe he, he was probably the greatest rope there been. I agree. Yep. He can rope calves. He can rope steers. He can team rope. <clears throat> he was a winner. Didn't yeah. bulldog very good, but hell, he won probably won a little bulldog. And he two. didn't team rope very good either. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had head all right. <laughs> I tell you, Terry ropes them horns pretty good too. Terry can Terry can handle rope, period. It's a mouse or a steer or a calf. It don't make any difference. Him and I won a uh, – I think we entered, I don't know, half a dozen team ropings in our life. I think we won to check it every dang yeah, one of them. Terry played. was healing. Yeah. <laughs> no step for a stepper. I've healed a little. 
Who taught? Uh, so when you're growing up, you're roping with your dad. Who was all coming over there and practicing, and you were watching at the time? Oh, there's a lot of people coming up with us. Rick Yoakum, John Prather. I mean, there's usually somebody there every night roping with us, but uh, I didn't really care. I got off that school bus, I ropes, and then I started riding bulls, and then I. I'd get off the school bus and I'd pin them bulls and ride three or four of them. And then I'd rope. Eventually, Hank, it looks like you got to the idea. Once they got too big to rope, you're eating them, not riding them. Yeah, Hank, he he, he turned out a few of them. Yeah, I've turned the bulls out. That was uh, that was quite the thing. You'd have to untie the gate and watch him nod, then pull the rope all at once, and it, <laughs> it would just turn into a cluster every once in a while. <laughs> what about uh, when did you decide to quit riding bulls? Mm, I, my dad. My dad kind of helped me with that. He said, uh, one day I was roping a dummy when he got home from work, and he said, uh, we're going to do some changing around here. And I said, what kind of changing are we going to do? He said, well, we ain't going to rope kids and ride bulls no longer. We're going to do one or the other. He said, you got a week to decide. I said, well, okay. And I kept roping that dummy, and he was going in the house, and I said, hey, I don't need no week to decide. He said, well, you got a week. I said, no, I don't need it. I'm going to tell you now. And he didn't want me to say nothing. He's afraid I was going to say riding bulls. And then I told him, I said, I'm going to rope calves. Well, he was relieved when I said that. He got a sigh of relief. Yeah. What about the uh, – <clears throat> you could have been the next field line. Well, that's what I thought. But, boy, I was, a lot of times I woke up sore. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind a little bit. <laughs> when did you uh, – did you work the team roping pretty much all the time when you was rodeoing? Oh, I did. Off and on, I roped with Speedy Williams and I roped with – Ronnie Paul Walton roped them boys from Alabama, and uh, I roped with them quite a bit. Yeah, there's been a lot of top hands in that IRA. Speed, <clears throat> one of the main ones. I Roy with, Duvall was IRA champion. Todd I with, Fox. I roped with Todd, I mean, uh, Paul E. for two years in Ralph, and uh, had a good time with Paul E. I mean, Paul E. put a lot of fun. Dex, I know. Dexter been, Bailey, he was the uh, – he was the big king in the IPRA, you know, and Dexter, he was he was a roper. He was a roper and a winner. Yeah, that's, it. that's when I, who I started going with when I was 15, was Dexter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Barry Burks and the Tom Walkers, you know, they all came up through the IPRA. Justin Thingpin, the guy that's won the time, since timed event, he's the IPRA world champion many times over. What made you decide to primarily go IRA, Terry? Oh, it's right here. It's close, closer. And, heck, the kids were really big in RCA then, and I didn't like roping big kids. And, uh, but I went, I went some to RCA rodeos and uh, crippled my horses. And I, I about had finals made once, and I crippled all my horses, and I quit. But, uh. No regrets. Oh, no, no. I mean, not. there's nothing wrong with it. I just – sometimes I wonder what makes a guy decide to go one way and not the other way. And I see you won it in 85, and I think right around that time, you couldn't go to both, I don't think. No. It was thinking, uh, uh, against the rules in the PRCA. The you could not be a, a member of another association at the I time. I can't remember what year it was when they changed it, but Lakeside, California was at IRA Rodeo, and they, they let them where they get in there. And uh, the team rope in there was like 150 teams. I went it with speed, and it paid 9000 It was a good rodeo. Good team, good rodeo. There's Leo and everybody was there. What I mainly think about it is it's a lot of uh, rodeos, Oklahoma East, through the whole eastern half of the United States. Right. And then Canada has gotten huge in the IPRA, you know, back in eastern Canada. Oh, know, yeah, one of the biggest huge. rodeos going. Big, biggest is, rodeo in the I yeah. think that's the whole association now is Canada. I mean, there's a lot of them in Canada. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, everybody who's anybody went through the uh-huh. IPRA. I mean, everybody. I mean, the toughest ropers there are. Joel, Paul Lee, uh-huh. Terry Postrack. Sure, yeah. The, and, you know, I mean, it was uh, – and, and and it's it's to the deal now where – they're all good. I mean, the IRA finals are at Guthrie. Had, they have a good finals at the Lazy E. And, and uh, you know, I mean, there's just a, lots of good rodeos in the in the world today. It does you seem know. like that IRA finals did take a, a nice step, got a little bit bigger when it moved to the Lazy E for some reason. Yeah, lots of, lots of people. And, and They say they got going to be bigger next year. They got somebody else come in and got bought it, I guess, the IRA, and they said they're going to add 
250 more thousand to the finals this year. This year. Woo! Make a good one. I'm glad to see all this money headed rodeo's way. Personally, we're it's about all, time. Where all Terry was the uh, you mentioned Lakeside, California. Where where all else did you go to the IRA rodeos at? Oh, they was up north, and a lot of them was in New York. But I didn't go there. I didn't like going up in there. Back then, it was just Arkansas. You could make the finals just going to Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma, and Texas. What you could do. Did you ever go to the Madison Square Garden? I went there when I was sixteen and seventeen. Sixteen and seventeen. What was it like? It's nice. I mean, it, it, the arena's on the fifth floor of, the, of that Madison Square Garden. You had a big ramp that goes all the way up there to it. But they really didn't have no place to put your horses. You had to keep your horses on plywood, and Dad wouldn't let me take my horse or his horse up there. So I just had to ride whatever. What did, uh, what as a 16, 17-year-old boy, what did you think of New York City? Oh, I, I was Dexter. Me and Dexter flew in there the first time, and, we checked it all out. I mean, it's. I'd had enough of it pretty quick. There'd be old people sitting in the side freezing to death. I thought, this is, ain't right. Did, did you give anybody any money? Well, I probably did. <laughs> did yeah. you play any three card money on the street? No, no, I didn't. I didn't do. I walked down. The first place I did, I wanted to go down under, under the ground and see. And there was just people laying everywhere at about midnight, and I got up out of there. I said, this ain't, this ain't the place to be. <laughs> Not for a 17-year-old. Where'd y'all stay at? We stayed in the motel across the road from the Mass Square Garden and had, like, it had a kitchen and three bedrooms, like three bedrooms in it. Oh, wow. And uh, Sonny Pickens and me and Dexter, and I, I think the Campbell boys, and I don't remember who else stayed right there. I heard a story one time, Hank, uh, there was a fellow by the name of Junior Vaughn back in the day that was a great calf roper, but he also had a little bit of a drinking problem from what I understand. And they were back there at Madison Square Garden, and he was winning the roping and fixing to win the roping. Well, anyway, they end up getting Junior drunk up in the motel, and they stole his boots from him, thinking he wasn't going to show up and rope his last calf. And I'll be dang, he showed up barefooted and won Madison Square Garden barefooted. He Hank. wins the roping barefooted. He won the calf roping barefooted. There you go. Oh, yes, he had sir. to adapt, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, just took it, he just took it in stride and went on. Yeah. They thought they were really going to try to teach him something that day, but I think he showed them a thing or two. Where all, uh, Terry, where did the, uh, what was the your most favorite IRA rodeo? Oh, probably Lakeside was one of them. I won it quite a few times. Team roping, I won team roping like eight or nine times. Different partner every year. Did you ever win the uh, all-around in the IRA? No, no. Second one time. Second one time. It's hard to beat Dan Daly. Worked three events? Yeah. Four he events. Might, he might he... work four events sometime. Right. Did you, uh, where was the rodeo that that uh, that you just always kind of dreaded having to go? Oh, I don't know. The one that I dreaded, I wouldn't go to it. <laughs> 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 I never really dreaded a rodeo, but one that was hard to win any money at. I'm going to tell you which one it was for me, Hank. What? Burwell, Nebraska. I love the rodeo. I love the history about it. But if anything goes right there, it goes right for a long, yeah. long, long, <laughs> yeah, long, long way. ways, and you can never catch up with them. All it the way like to the rail. <laughs> every stare I ever drew went right in Burwell. Right, yeah. You go right way. into that sun, too. <laughs> one time I was there with my dad, and – uh they had a 20-foot neck rope on them steers, neck rope. And that neck rope came back and wrapped around my dad's neck. And he, uh, he had yellow splinters coming out of his neck mm. for about a month I bet. afterwards there. I bet. But that oh, was always a- the one. I love the rodeo, love the history on it, and the town and everything. It's great. But I tell you what, if things don't go just right in Burwell, you ain't going to win anything right nope. there. No, nope. I would probably know what I probably – might might have caught two calves in no water. <laughs> <laughs> That's your hometown spot. <laughs> I won it one time. I said I'm done. <laughs> That's the worst one. The hometown yeah, hometowners are tough. Yeah, Bartersville, I won it a bunch, but I couldn't. Yeah. I could not catch one in no water. Okay. Right. That little Terry, he he can't even catch one in no water. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what they're what saying they talking around about there. That guy he ropes a good. Hell, I ain't never seen him catch one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way it is for everybody at their hometown roping. Honestly. So what was the. Uh, so what what do you uh roping has you know you've roped all your life and still continue to rope and and uh, and always will rope as long as you can but so what has roping 
Has it taught you more patience? Has it taught you more, uh, I don't know, what? Well, what's your biggest? Work. What's your? What's the biggest thing you've taken from roping? Well, I just, I just, that's all I've ever wanted to do my whole life. But I have got patience now. I didn't used to have patience, <laughs> but I got lots of patience. I ain't no hurry no more. Who would have thought? You know, all these old guys growing up. How many times you hear it? Slow down and be fast. Slow down and yep. be fast. That's and uh, have a little patience, and you're going to win a little more. That's a lot of it. But until we get old and crippled, we don't. Uh, most of it don't dawn on us, really. Daddy used to get mad at me when I rope, and he said, "All you, all you want to do is rope for yourself." I said, "That's what I'm going to do. That's why I got you. If I mess horse up, you fix it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we uh, we trained a bunch of horses growing up, and uh, I got in a bad habit of you know trying to train a little bit when I was at the roping, and my dad finally had to say, "Hey." We'll fix them yeah. when we get home. Why don't you try to win some money today? Yeah, let's, let's go win something. Let's, yeah. let's don't train they here. Had, they never had that problem with me because I let it roll at the rodeo. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to win something every time. He nodded. There you go. Daddy said, you don't ever rope, let them horses just rope for the horse. I said, I ain't going to. I'm going to rope to win every time I rope. You're a three-time IRA champ, but you're also the National High School Rodeo Association champion. Was that the same year you won the IRA world champion no. in 85? No, I won it in 82. 82. I won eight, I won second in 81. Uh, yeah. Uh, Who were all the boys you were roping with and against back there in your high school Bobby days? Bobby Harris, uh, Ful, uh, Brian Fulton. They roped the, the best. But. You know, Bobby, he won the rookie of the year for the PRCA when he's 15 years old. Really? Huh. And still Bobby roping. Roped pretty he, good, rope, he ropes good, though. I mean, still. Bobby can rope anything. <laughs> he rope huh? anything. He's like Terry. Yeah. I mean, Bobby roped Kez good when he's young. I mean,. But he sure did. But uh, I went to Yakima, Washington the first time I went to high school finals. I won, I won second. And then I won second at Douglas the first year I went, and then I finally went it the last year. I wasn't even going to go. So I, I went fourth to state. I never could win state. Daddy told me, he said, if you'll go, you'll win it. I said, well, heck, I'll go you know, if you think that. So I went, and I won it mm-hmm. finally. I went Two rounds and win second short round. Wow. Two rounds and win second short round. It wasn't very far up there, was it? Douglas, Douglas, Wyoming. What about that Yakima, Washington one? Oh, it's a long way. (laughs) 30-some hours. Well, I mean, I didn't think we was ever going to get there. (laughs) When you get to Douglas, you're not even halfway there. I had Sean Burchin the year I won it with me. Y'all traveled together. Well, me and Sean roped steers together in high school. And we roped there. And he roped, he made it in calf roping, too. Well, I never got to throw my heel rope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when he nodded, he'd throw it. <laughs> Sean Burchett, one of the greatest cowboys to ever live. Uh, I think he two-time world champion from prior Oklahoma, steer open. Died tragically. Right. Sean, he right was – Right in his prime. Uh, right in the prime. You know, he was taking that steer open by, by the horns now. I mean, he was – He was a lot like Roy Cooper in the calf roping when he changed the game. Sean Burchett um, – you know, growing up, nobody strung the top leg rope and steers until Sean Burchett came along. Until Sean started. And then he took everybody's money and, and won the world championship a couple times, and uh, everyone else started doing it after that. So Sean Burchett is the one that changed the game in steer roping he to made, what it is now. He, he, he shifted their gears and made them go a little faster. <laughs> was, he was quite the calf roper too, huh? He roped as good. He sure did. Sean was a mess, though, boy. He was a mess. He was at Cheyenne when he was 17. He won the first round. Now I'm there to pick him up to go to the high school finals, and he drove his second one that, that day. I think it was on a Saturday. When that steer pulled the bear, he's going to the right. Sean was 80 feet from that sunbuck, and he tried to rope him. <laughs> <laughs> he come back down, and I said, what were you doing? What were you thinking? He said, I think about winning first. I said, well, you couldn't have shot him with a 30-odd six, the lone rope team. <laughs> Here we go. We go to the high school final. We take off. Yeah. It didn't bother him one bit. Uh, well, now he done won the first round there. Yeah. Yeah. Got his money, money back, yeah. I mean, he didn't even hit the steer. <laughs> What about Terry? What about your, uh, what about the match ropings? Tell us some little match roping stories. Well, I've had a lot of them. I've had a lot of matches. I've roped about everybody. I've heard you rope Roy Cooper. I roped Roy here, right here in Pahuska. Right here in Pahuska. Yeah. Who won that match? He beat me by one tenth. 
Wow. I broke the bird on a sixth calf, and uh, we both missed one. But it, it was it was a good match. Hank, Everyone bet Ontario on that one. I bet they still won because they might have even got a. a they might have got a. Second they might have got a second on the deal, and Terry two. still pulled through for him. Hank's got it all on film. I mean, got it on 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 a. Oh, I guess Will Lee filmed it, didn't she? Yeah, I think so. That was a long time ago, though. The films have probably all rotted away. I tell you, a match I saw a while back. I, we were there in person, but I watched it again on film the other day. Did you see the match that Roy Cooper and Brent Lewis had at uh, the Bob Crosby Roping in, in New Mexico? Boy, howdy, that was just a that tough, tough, tough match all day long. Big calves, long score. That right. Brent Lewis was nobody to mess with. Now he could rope. He was he was uh he was dynamite in a little package too. Still is. Still is. We was at, at uh El Paso one time at the NARC finals and me and Lana Mango was together and they had a jackpot right there at a guy's house and I won the jackpot. Well after the jackpot's over, Lanham roped Brent. Brent was about sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> then they roped some kids that I ain't lying, they weighed full on it. And Lanham big. And just flank God, Godzilla. Well, Brent was running through us. <laughs> I said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "You're taking four hitches, flanking them, and Brent is just flanking them chest high." Yeah. He said, "You on rope him?" I said, "Nope, not on them." <laughs> I said, "I will on the little ones." <laughs> <laughs> and, and what? Tell him what Lanham said. He said, uh, "He said no. Let's get our stuff and get out of here." What? He said, I said, "We better get out of here. We don't have lunch money. If we don't leave." <laughs> <laughs> Lanham, he still remembers it to this day about it. I mean, it was. It, I said, we'll know that redheaded son buck when we see him again. <laughs> we'll leave him alone. We'll leave him alone. Who's some of the other guys you matched, Terry, besides Roy? Oh, I don't, I can't really remember. I know, that. they were putting you up against everybody, you know. If I they wrote, come through here, they're wanting to see I Terry Roper. Tadlock, I wrote, I mean, I wrote. JD? I, yeah. Boy, JD Tadlock. Talk about a calf roping legend there. Horse trainer. Horse trainer Deluxe. Horse you know, that big black horse that uh, Cody Ole won so much on. Right. Who was standing right beside him in the box? J.D. Tadlock. Yeah. Where did uh, – where was your most favorite place to have matches at? Oh, probably Barsville. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. I mean, I wrote – I don't know. I had four or five matches there in Barsville. I don't believe I ever lost one there. Really? Who would you match there? I roped Chip Porterfield. I roped Randy White twice, and I can't remember the other one. Chip Porterfield, national finals calf roper from Missouri, uh -huh. right? Good Wouldn't roper, too. In. Didn't he die? Yes, Killed Kill Carter. Yeah. God, that guy, I, I saw some old film of him a while back. I roped Randy there when I was 15. Who? Randy. That was my first match ever. Randy who? Randy White. Gotcha. And, uh. Is he part of the whole white family, the calf yeah. ropers? Yeah, he'd be Walt and Wade's dad. There's a couple of guys. I hadn't heard their name in a while, but some calf roping Walt, dudes. I've roped Walt twice and never Wade. Where did uh, – who did you uh, – you said you didn't want to mess with Brent Lewis. <laughs> Is there anybody you wished you'd well, matched? Bud Ford. Me and Bud were really good friends, and Bud – Really could match rope, and I rope match rope pretty good. But we we allowed you got two mean dogs to leave them alone, you know. And we just we was content not one of us gonna lose. We didn't want to lose. So Neither one we, of them wanted to we lose. We didn't ever rope. Terry's match roping style. He uh, he couldn't ever get enough. He you couldn't run enough calves in front of him to hit ever back up. I mean the the guy before him he'd throw his hands up. Terry'd be sitting in the box waiting on him to get out of the arena. He said make your move, buddy. I'm. I'm fixing to run you another. So you didn't play any mind games with him? Oh, it did. I heard Barry Burke one time unsaddled his horse in the box, letting the other guy cool off and resaddle his horse once he's in the box. Because once you're in the box, you can take all the time you want. Well, I wasn't going to do nothing like that. That's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> you're just ready to keep gunning and keeping the pressure on him. I, I mean, I'd put the pressure on somebody. I could take a lot of pressure. The pressure didn't bother me a lot at all. You know, when you're just roping one person, you're all – it's easier to beat one person than it is 100, and, and uh, I just liked it. Terry back in there and say, run, him another, run me another in there. It could be 115 degrees, and it wouldn't bother me. I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't sweat. I mean, I could, but it does now. <laughs> I can't do it now. 
Do you train most of your horses, or did you buy them already? Or your dad make them? Or dad did. You just jumped on one that was there, or what? Dad, he, dad made them. I think Pac-Man, first horse I ever bought. And uh, I bought him, boy, and I was really proud of him. Daddy was gone to barrel race with my sister, and he come home Monday, and boy, I can't, we had, he built me a little indoor arena. I can't wait to get out there and show him his horse. <laughs> he went through the stall ducking. <laughs> He said he'd do this when you bought him. I said, well, no, I wouldn't have bought him if he did that. <laughs> I said, can you fix him? He said, yeah, I can fix him. I said, okay, he's yours. <laughs> fix then he, I was going to college, and uh, he called me like a month later. He said, come bring my horse home. Come get this horse of yours. He's ready. I said, Dad, I can't do that. I said, college rodeo at Fort Scott this week. It's, I'm up there Thursday, and I'm going to Danny Hamilton to a big ro- tournament roping the next uh, Friday. And I was at San Antonio, Houston that weekend. He said, if I got to come to Kansas, he said, I'm going to whoop you. He said, now I want my horse. So I take, take his horse home on Wednesday. He said, that horse is saddled out there in the barn. He's Kezler Penn. I said, well, you said he's ready. I'm just being hard-headed. I said, I don't need to rope on him. I'll find out tomorrow night. <laughs> so I go to the rodeo. I seven six was winning it. Ooh. Boy, he did work. And me and Robbie Inman was going to – some other deals with me. I said, Robbie, I don't know if this horse will work 19 cat times tomorrow. <laughs> so we're going to go by Mom and Dad's, and I'm going to stop at the road and ease down the driveway and get Daddy's horse and steal him tonight. <laughs> so that's what we did. I eased Daddy's horse, but I won. I rode the Pac-Man at all of them. I won uh, 14000 that week. I come home, and he said, what'd you do? I said, thanks for making me take that horse. I said, I, I won 14000 I said, you can go with me if you want to. I'm going to go buy me a new truck right now. <laughs> right now. He said, well, let's go. I said, okay. So we went. We finally found one that day. That was the first little trip I took back, man. On. Well, it was a pretty good trip. Bought you a truck. You know, sometimes it just feels like you'll never see another poor day, well, too. You know? you, yeah. can, Ain't happen. a better feeling yeah. than that. It's never a bad, never another bad day. Hell, I remember a few times. I think two years in a row, we were rodeoing as a family, very, very broke. And hey, Dad won the first round at Cheyenne two years in a row, and we just had a hell of a time, you uh-huh, know, there good for, time, for yeah. two or three days, you yeah. know. Yeah. So that was a that was always a good feeling. Yeah. So, well, let's go to the steakhouse. We don't have to go to McDonald's. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's go to the Little Bear. <laughs> What do you look for in a horse, Terry, in a good calf oh. horse? If you're just going to buy one, ain't been roped on or anything. I just look at the looks. Of the, I like a little horse, a short neck, you know. I want a horse that can really run. I mean, he, he, he's he got to stop. but he You want him to, to run from the corner to the I line? Want or do you just I want, want him, to... him, when you turn their head loose, I want that sunbuck running one double O the first step. And that's hard to, it's hard to find one to do that. That's where I'd blow them up at that's where Pac-Man had it. Pac-Man could get it. Now, he he was run off when you nodded your head first step or two miles. He, he would just run. He, I said, how's he stop so hard and he won't stop when you're riding him? He said, he's just a cab horse. That's it. I said, well, he was. Well, what else do you look for in one besides a short neck well, and a short horse? you got to have the right hip on a horse. horse got to right, have the right hip to be able to stop. But just them few things, but... Now it's hard to. What about a good set of weathers or cinch deep? I got any don't matter. About, I don't worry about that. I don't like them like a ground, but anymore, you know, all of our horses was Harlander and Oklahoma Star. Oh, yeah. Like Dad, my old mare was, he got her when he was like 13 or 14. She had nine colts, and every one of them was a good cap horse out of Harlander. You can't find them anymore, hardly. What, what has the horses changed from, let's say, the 80s to now or you know i mean you know there's they, there's there's definitely done, they, era changes they bred the cur out of the horses they bred the toughness out they got all these little fine bone pretty little horses and they, they can't take it you know you you find a horse that's got some hair on his legs on his hocks he's like make a good horse you used to see a bunch of older horses, yeah. like campaigners that would go from one guy to another and eventually to a kid, but you don't see the campaigners like you used to anymore. They don't it last don't as seem long. Like. They, they, he may be right. They may not last as long. You, you know, think it's because they don't do enough outside riding on them or what? Yeah, they probably they, don't. They're not even broke to ride, really, before they start roping on them. Probably not, but they're, they're not. It's like the cutting horses they got now. They're all too little bitty. I mean, they can't, they can't take it. I mean, they just... They bred the cur out of them, I think, you know, the toughness. 
the, some of the greatest roping horses were that Oklahoma went back to the Oklahoma Star and Beggar Boy and Harlander. some of those some all from that Mason there. that Ronald Mason. That was a really good horse. I had one of them horses when he was twenty two that come off of that them that uh, Terry and Steve Crow's dad had, and this sucker was still a good horse at twenty two. We'd practice on him, and he had. We didn't have skid boots on him, and he'd burn his ox, and they'd bleeding, and he'd, he'd still stop. Mm. I mean, you won't find one like that now. Had a big heart. Yeah, old Baldy came from uh, Ronald Mason. Yeah. yeah. Ike, Ike Rude uh, traded him out of him on the way to Phoenix one time. He had a long time to work out a trade. Yeah, yeah, back then. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine driving to Phoenix no, back no. there in 1947? No, in the, uh, no, I know. You, you'd have a long time to work out your differences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, at one time, you could go right out there around Bars, the west side of Barsville, and you could find horses everywhere because Harlander, that's where he was, that stud. And everybody around there, even close to, in town, had horses, and they, they'd be Harlander, and you could buy them. They'd make a open horse quick. I'm going to tell you one other major factor that's different now than then, Hank. Price of a horse. Yeah. Holy moly. Holy moly. Now, uh. They've got high. Well, it's really about time that the horse is worth the vehicle pulling him down the road. Because it's way more important than that truck. If you ain't got him, you ain't going to. You ain't no use going to go the rodeo if you ain't got nothing in it. No. You can ride a horse to a rodeo. It just yeah. might take you a little bit longer. Right. No, yeah, the horse, the horses are. Are really, really high anymore. How did you used to travel back in the 80s? Well, Terry? Daddy told me, he said, it don't make a dang Did you have a big living quarters trailer no, and a semi? No, he said, it don't matter what we get there in. When we get there, we unload something, we can win something on. It just matters what we cart that money home I mean, in. I'm liable to be riding a moped. It <laughs> you know, it, it, there ain't no telling. Huh. Heck, I got to ride. We blew a truck up one time at Rockdale, Texas. And, uh, I, and boys, it was just about midnight. I said, uh, Find us somebody to come get us. Well, about 10 o'clock next morning, they ain't found nobody to come get us yet. Well, I get up out of that camper, and I was mad. And I went in that truck stop. I said, well, about 15 minutes, I'll have us away home. I got a trucker to bring us all the way home. Put our horses in a lettuce wagon, or a lettuce trailer. <laughs> he brought us all the way to Tulsa. You didn't have to, didn't have to drive either. No, sir. And he, he, I sat in a fold-up chair in that semi because he didn't have a chair, a passenger side chair. There was like five of us. The rest of them was in the sleeper. You said up front? Yeah. At first, he was just going about 45. I said, hey, don't this thing go any faster? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's go. And How'd you get him up there in that lettuce truck? There was a swimming pool. <laughs> there was a swimming pool that had a deck on it, and it caught on fire. Uh-huh. Right there by that truck stop. <laughs> and I, I had a little mare that we raised with me, and she was about 18, and she was a bronc. They said, Terry, she won't. I said, that mare will get in there because she's wanting to go home just as bad as we are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they just bailed right in there, boy. I mean, took us all the way to Randy White's house. Walt was with me. And he wanted. He went to rope with us, that guy did. His uh, name was Jesse. And he was from Pennsylvania. He said, well, I'm gonna, he went that rope with us. He said, I'm going to get back up there and I'm going to tell all them people that thanks Kev for opening in in Humane that if you don't jerk that sucker down, he'll get up and run over you. <laughs> <laughs> and he come and stayed a couple of times at the house a couple of days uh. in the area. And I let him rope one day. Oh, yes, he was a good guy. I mean, and he could have got fired because he wasn't supposed to have nobody in there. He said on the way back home, he said, a, a trucker helped broke down cowboys. <laughs> trucker helped broke down cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a wonder he, uh, he kept his job. <laughs> So what about the, uh, so, you know, crazy things, you know, as always happens on no rodeo trail, you know, I mean, you know, there's thousands of millions of good stories, but how does, how's it different now? Uh, really, it don't, didn't cost as much then, you know, well now it costs a lot to go, but you can win a lot, but I don't. I really what do you think is different about the, the boys roping now compared to when you were roping. Oh, they're roping littler Everybody. Kids. They're roping littler kids now. I mean, and uh, shorter scores. I mean, they don't have, they don't put much bear on them anymore. I mean, right. it changed the calf rope a little bit and they put a little bear on them. What about is, where has, uh, you know, calf roping has gotten so much faster, but you know, like you say, the calf size and the length of the score and 
and all that, but what has the ropers done to make it faster? Well, they worked at it. I mean, it's, it's as fast as it'll ever get now. I mean. No more shortcuts? There ain't, there ain't no way they can time in five. Well, these young boys coming up now, it's just a whole different game. You know, their parents are hauling them full-time all over the United States to, yep. you know, $1,000 entry fee, six $500 entry fee. You know, right. junior calf right. roping yeah, there's a lot everywhere. There's a lot of them. There was one when I was growing up, you know, and uh, and it wasn't until I was probably 15 when they started having it, probably. The Smith Brothers. Right. You won it. Won it in 83. I went three times. I never made the, never made the cut. Every time I went, calves kicked. And finally, I went that last year. I went to win it. I mean, I was ready. And and did. It was a good good week there that week. Did you win a trailer? Won a trailer, saddle, about twenty thousand. Woo! Yeah, he he was he, that was that was good times. Hank was there. I mean, that you know, yeah, piece ropes. of Calcutta too. Yeah, I had himself all the way through the Calcutta till the till the last match. Who'd you rope in the last match? Joe Beavers. And uh, it was a good good match. It was about one hundred and fifteen degrees that day. He just wasn't as tough as I was. <laughs> what they do, run it like a tournament style? Yeah. They, everybody roped three. They had like 200 ropers. Everybody roped three the first day. And the top 30 come back the next day and rope two. And then the, the top eight out of that match roped. Two head matches, and then the last match is four. No, last match six. Was it six? Four and six. Roped four matches in each match. So I run a bunch of calves. Yeah, you run first a bunch day, of calves the time it's over with. Pac-Man ducked. He never ducked after my dad fixed him. And, I mean, he ducked so bad. And I went and still on him ducking. I called Dad, and I said, this horse, something wrong with him. He's ducking. <laughs> he said, well, what would you do? I said, I went today, but he, it's, it's a bad deal. He said, well, I'll be down in the morning. Well, me and Joe, we was in at the Thackerville Rodeo that night, so we go to it, and I had another horse with me, so I ride it. And Dad said, well, I'll be down in the morning. I said, okay. And I told him what room we was in in my motel. We get back there about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I open up that room, and Dad's sitting there smoking a cigarette. I, like, tore the door off him. just scared me so bad. I said, I thought you'd come in the morning, so I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so he come on down. I had to come on down, didn't and, uh, I rode my mother horse on the first two, and she said on the second one, Daddy said, get off of her. He said, I've got this horse ready. And he was. He did work that day. I said, what did you do to that horse? He said, well, I poked that finger in his eye. He said, you wouldn't have done it as deep as I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't see that way, you ain't going to go that way. That's don't, the uh, don't that's need the thinking. no blinders. No. Yeah, we've, uh, I've heard of that. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. It sounds like your calf roping career may not have went very far without a great, great set of uh, a great dad, probably no, that, that's mom. True. He never said a word. I mean, I... Sound like they helped you out. They just drive down they, just to help you fix your did. horse all the way to Denton. They did. I mean, he bought roping kids after roping kids for me, and I, I killed a lot of them. <laughs> he never said a word. He'd always say they was just a tool. That's what he'd say. They're just a tool. He well, you me, didn't mean to. Yeah. He had me like when I was thirteen years old. I had twelve good horses to rope on, and I mean they's good. There was two or three a little better than the rest of them, but that's all good. I mean. What was your favorite horse that you've always had? You talk a lot about Pac-Man, but was there another one? I liked him the most, but, I mean, I had another little horse called Goose. but was a bronc, but he was a good little horse. He was a Harlander and a Welch Mare. He wasn't very big, but he was a handful. He would work, but he'd buck you off. <laughs> the safest place around him was on him. I've known a few like that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it sounds like you tied a lot of calves down in the practice pen. A lot of people sounds like, you know, they got one or two horses and they got a knot rope on them and they got a breakaway with them and they got to mess around with them in the box. It sounds to me, now correct me, that your dad was doing all the, the legwork on these horses and just letting you rope and, yeah. and perfect and dad, how to he rope still, off of... He still roped a lot whenever he was in his high 40s. He roped every day with me, but... I don't know. He, I didn't really train on him. He just, he did it, and I roped. Yeah. He, he wouldn't let me practice on the good horses. You know, I had a horse of Henry's, a big Henry's, old Mullet. Mm-hmm. I could run two hundred calves on this sucker, and about the 
150 when he'd go to really working. <laughs> he could run. Oh, he could run. And I had him for a couple of years, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a good horse. As long as you run 100 a day or 100 200, you took him to the rodeo, you'd only go two nights. That third night, he'd go run by him. <laughs> you had to go back and run another 100 calves on him. You were deadly on the ground, too. Well. Probably still pretty quick. And that wasn't that wasn't from time from the post. It was from riding the horse, roping I, off the horse. I was going to say, tell him, Terry, I mean, how many calves do you think you could, you've run in a day? Oh, I've run 200 easy, sometimes 300 in a day. Tied down that many. Yes, sir. You know, that sounds like a lot like Guy Allen to me because I don't think he did a lot of breakaway and he didn't do a lot of stuff like that. He tied a lot of cattle down, I've heard. And, uh, you know, sounds like the same way Terry kind of did. And I think that Might you're going to get real good. Might have overdid they, it, though. <laughs> they, uh, they said, uh, well, why are you going to breakaway? Well, save my horse. Right, you ain't gonna learn nothing if you don't get off in time, you know. And that's that was the that was the mentality. Well, a over horse there. if you break away on a horse, he ain't gonna stop as hard. He, he's gonna not he's not gonna get that hit, you know. Uh, a lot of horses that hit what makes them stop. That jerk. That jerk. You mentioned breakaway. Let's just go straight to it. Women's breakaway. What do you think of it, Terry? It's got good. It's got really good. I mean, you can have a jackpot in Bartersville, or you can have a jackpot in No Water breakaway roping, and you'll get 80 ropers every one you get have it at. It's wild. There's always been women's breakaway around, and uh, but it has totally exploded with, I think, adding it into the American Rodeo a few years ago. Yeah, it's just totally the... changed the game on the horse market, Definitely on the calf on the market, horses. on the rodeo yeah. market. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot going on with Women's and ladies break away. Well, I tell you what, I hate to enter one of them because them women liable to strap it on you. Now they they can rope. Well, you know, you take them, you take them girls. You know, there's a lot of one sevens, one eights, you know, one yeah. nines, and and you tell you take a put a four or five on top of that, running down the rope, a flanking and tying. That means calves ought to be getting tied in seven. So what I'm saying is, I think the girls are catching them quicker than the guys are. Well, they they probably are. I mean, you don't have to, you can run a calf a long ways and still be seven on him if you're fast. You know, and them breakaways they get it on them some of them quick. I don't think I could beat them. They it'd be tough. There's some of the roping. There's some roping I mean, ladies out there. Maybe one time, but I can't. I don't know if I. <laughs> I yeah. never did have to rope on that quick. You know. And the yeah. entries, the, a lot of places, I mean, they're getting, oh, they're getting, 80 they're getting you know, 100 ever. entries, you know. Yeah. They get all them girls roping, and, man, I, it just helps the whole rodeo deal. I've just, seen a lot of, uh, like, guys, you know, ropers' wives and stuff. They're It's giving them a reason to even go with them and stuff. I'm loving it. Right, I, I think right, it's, it's a great it's, deal. It's helping the whole deal. It's just letting in the whole – opened a whole other door for a whole other set of folks to they come to the rodeo. They had a jackpot at Miami last Thursday night. For the college rodeo at Fort Scott, and they had 85 in the breakaway. Didn't let them enter once. They didn't let them enter twice. If they'd let them enter twice, they'd have had probably 160 ropers. Right, right. So, yeah, I was always dumb about that. However many times I could enter, that's just how many times I entered yeah. on anything, Terry. Right. I was already there. Yeah. Well, they'll do that now about everywhere. Some places they'll let you enter three times. I mean... If they'd done that, I could have been rich today when I was young, but they didn't do that. <laughs> they'd only let you buy so many runs. Yeah. yeah. They'd say you can only enter a couple of times. Where are you, where are you roping at now, Terry? I rope at home still. You traveling to any? Uh... Oh, I go to a few of them ultimate ropings. is about all I go to. What are they? Just a little calf roping association down there in Texas. And uh, Do they have people in tiers or do they have a? They have numbers. Numbers? Numbers. They're, they're some pretty good ropings. How's that work out? It's pretty good. I mean. They got me a lower number now, and I've been going. To, I've been to two of them. I might go some more of them this summer. But how would you get along? How'd you get along on them? I two got them both of them. I went second at both of them. Mm-hmm. He's trying to keep that number low. He, he, he's, he's trying to keep that. He don't, you know, he don't want to dominate. Yeah, he wants to keep that number down. Like, you know? I don't. You just gotta start it. telling him how old yeah. you are. Well, oh, this old hey, some shoulder. Some of them don't know what I was doing in that rope, and I said, "Look, I'm crippled." <laughs> well, did you get off? And did you just tell him get off and, and watch me walk, and you'll yeah. see why I'm in here. Yeah, I mean, I took a lot of Advil before I went to both ropes all week. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but a guy can be pretty quick on a calf, like you were just saying just a few minutes ago, on down the arena a little ways. Oh, yeah. As long as you keep that forward momentum going and, uh-huh. and don't really 
stall any. Oh, so the, so the, but I'm, you know, calf roping is, I, you know, like Terry said, it's about as fast as it's going to get now. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, the shortcuts, I don't know where the. I don't know. These guys like Shad Mayfield and them boys just keep coming along and they just keep oh. doing things that don't even look possible. There's, <laughs> there's a kid, a little kid here a while back took me, took me to, to town on a game of pig, you know, and. He was doing stuff I'd never even seen before. I don't know how these young boys. They <laughs> got way more times take, on my hands. That's pretty good taking you on a game of pig. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah he's pretty good. Yeah. They took I all see, my money. I see that they do all kinds of rope tricks when they're roping them horn dummies and stuff. I mean, I didn't ever get into that. I mean, that didn't help you roping as far as I was concerned. That wasn't where the money was, was no. it? Speaking of roping horns, you I've seen you rope quite a few steers in your life. Why didn't you uh, take the steer roping more? Well, I liked it. I like it bigger rush when I drop that rope and trip one. I mean, I love it, but just didn't ever train one. You know, uh, I liked it, but uh, still might trip. Yeah, I think but, you're you're just the perfect age for it now. But, uh, yeah, probably. I've <laughs> thought about tripping, not making me tripping horse, but I haven't done it yet. Well, my dad's living I, over I here now. Just come rope with him. him. He, he can make one. I'll ride <laughs> his. Oh shoot! Hey, we have a uh, we had your old college rodeo coach on the other day. I didn't know that you and my uncle were on the same college rodeo team. Who's that? Lewis Barnes. He was a bull yeah. rider. Yeah. He said you two were a handful sometimes to deal with. <laughs> we had a lot Gary of fun. Parlay did. We had a lot of fun. Oh, Parlay, he's he's a, he's a hoot now. I tell you what. Were you on that team too, Hank? Oh yeah. That's what I thought. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you you two lived together in college. Well, I did for a little while. Hank's I, wife's sitting over there. Won't you sell some he, of them college? He bailed out. I bailed out. I went to Katy <laughs> yeah. to the rodeo down in South Texas, and I didn't come back. I moved to Texas, and I went the year before the college rodeos, and I'd had enough of them, really. Did you go to the college finals? Yes, sir. That's where I tore my knee up at. Uh oh. And uh, I don't know, eighty two, two, I think. Real big old kid, right off. Right off their mamas. I mean, that's huge. They I, got, a, I got the whistle on the first one. He never, I never got him tied. Those calves up there, they had a had a white stripe down their back. Pin squires. Pin scars or something that had a white stripe down their back. What I mean, they had big old flat backs. Great big old calves. Big old bones up there. Take half a picking string once you get around the front leg. They run them in there dead fresh. Yep. You're under 20 on your first one. You made a good run. It was good. I like watching people rope fresh calves. Did you like roping fresh, fresh calves, Terry? I didn't care what they were as long as these calves. <laughs> What's the secret to tying a fresh calf? Time Without low. kicking. Low? Time low. What's the secret to that neck shot you got that's so sharp, Terry, for all, some of these younger well, guys watching? I don't know. I, I rope a calf as you, like you open and close the gate. If that rope going to that calf like, you, like a gate, that calf runs in it and you pull, it, you pull the gate shut when you're roping it, you know? Old time it got roping straight up and down. It, it's got that's what made it faster roping. That's what made it faster roping them. Yeah, and not you know quicker. You could rope going two one like that, and everything was coming together. I mean, it's that's that's what it was right there. Yep, I agree. Can you get off your horse too fast? Is there a sweet spot there? Yeah, you can get off too fast, and you get off too slow. I mean, Dad used to tell me once while well, slow down. <laughs> I'd get I rope really good mad, and if I got mad, I would be climbing off a little too soon sometimes. <laughs> but you know, back back there in the day, you know, when Terry and when when we were kids, Terry and I, you know, we could go rope three nights a week right here within uh, forty miles of Pahuska. You know, they yeah, rope I made my spending cash during the week. I'd come here, tell that roping usually on Monday nights, Barterville on Tuesday night, and Copan on Wednesday night, and. I'd win. I'd clear six, eight, eight hundred a week to them three little jackpots. And you know they'd rope, you know, two for twenty, two for twenty-five, uh-huh. you know, and then have one for twenty when it's all over with. You know, there'd be forty guys, you know, three nights a week. And what what's the best practice in the world? But rope with forty guys, three nights a week. Thirty of them were money. pretty tough boogers too, weren't they? 30, yeah. Thirty-seven of them were pretty tough out of forty. You know, so. I mean, you know, that that made a lot of tough ropers in this country. You know, you just talked about, you know, this country. Well, they 
they intermingled a lot. Yeah, there wasn't no BC deal then. With money, with money on the table, you know, on a weekly basis. Yes, sir. You know, and that made it, and that made it tough around here. You know, a lot of roping. I imagine a lot of roping. So, speaking of roping around here, you know what I saw on the internet the other day, Hank? Mm. We, you remember when you were here? We, when you did your podcast, we yep. talked about that deer roping. Yep, yep. Well, anyway, someone found a bunch of articles on that thing. Right. Times and everything. Right. Yes. Times? Yes. Oh, I'd love to see them. I Standing seen... room only was at this deer roping. Here, I got it. Right. I got it pulled up here. It's pretty good. I think uh, Jim Davis's dad, he tied one in 30. My dad won the deer roping. Well, they may have had more than one. I'm going to look it up here for just a second. They had the, uh, they had a buffalo roping and a deer roping. And Where that at? at Fairfax. Yeah. In the late 50s sometime. And uh, they uh, got the deer from an outfit over there at Ponk City. Guy raised them, an old guy. And uh, Dad always said them deer were real easy roping. He said they tied like a goat. Yeah, but they did. <laughs> Talked to. But he said them buffalo. He said they's kind of hard to rope. He said they kind of had low headed, low headed. Buffalo won't take a tie either, hardly some of them. Yeah, they said they can't take a choking either because yeah. they're. One time the uh, buffalo, there was a drive-through zoo there in Hutchinson, Kansas, where I grew up. They had some elk in one pen, and they had some buffalo in a pen, deer in a pen, ostrich in a pen or something, and you just drove through it. Is it at the public park? The buffalo got out one time, and uh, they called my dad. He was out on the golf course, the buffalo. <laughs> they called him up. And uh, long story short, there's a little bit more to it. Yeah. But long story short, he goes up there, and he ties the buffalo down on the golf course for him. They uh, load him and take him back, put him in the pen. Them boogers were mean, though. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. it backed up right to the river, and we'd ride our horses down to the river and keep right. them in shape and stuff. And then buffalo would charge the fence every time. Huh. Them well, boogers. How, were they hard to uh, get run down the rope? Or? Hey, Dad, he's sitting right over here. How was that buffalo to rope and tie down? Did you rope him around the horn? Did you rope him around the neck? I roped him around the horn. Tripped him and tied him down on the ninth green. <laughs> <laughs> No problem for us. I tell you, a buffalo, a lot of horses are scared to death of buffalo, the smell of them. Old Pac-Man, if, if he, he's seen a buffalo twice in his life, and they had to move him once at, at the rodeo, at a rodeo, because I couldn't get him to the roping chutes, because he was petrified of one. He'd, he'd done been buffaloed out. I mean, he would not, he wouldn't get within a thousand foot of one. Uh-huh. I was in uh, South Dakota in the slack one morning, and I was leading him up there, and had my rope get in my hand, I was just walking and leading him. And he just stopped and run off backwards. And I said, oh, no, there's a buffalo somewhere. And I looked up, and it was right behind the, the box. The buffalo. I said, y'all got to move that buffalo, or you're going to turn me out, because there's no way Pac-Man going up there. I can't get him in the box. And they moved him. He went, uh, went up there then. What about oh, uh, what about Goose? He wouldn't have bothered him. He, he wouldn't have cared. He wouldn't have cared, old Goose. Old Goose was a bronc, though. He'd buck your ass off. <laughs> he didn't like you messing with head or nothing. Nothing. He, he was all business, wasn't he? Yeah, I'd run a hundred a day on him just so he wouldn't buck you off. And you could take, you could head or heal or do yeah. whatever you wanted to. Do it all on him. Why was Goose that good? I guess because he's that tough. I don't, I don't know. I seen him when I was about eleven years old. I walk, I run in the barn at John's Yearout's house, and it had a barn with, with three stalls in it. And he was in the last stall. When he seen me, he went through the side of it. That's how bronky he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, what is that thing? <laughs> About three years, he was mine. <laughs> About three years, I, he was yours. Daddy bought him when he was four. He was just like a yearling then. I mean, he was wild. Doug Partain started him, but he did work. Ooh, he worked. He'd run and stop and get back. But he'd, he'd kick you. He didn't bite you, but he'd kick you or buck you off either one. Old Goose, I remember old Goose. He was a bronc. You could head on him. You could heal on him. You could do anything you wanted to. But pet him on the daggum head. He didn't like that. He wasn't very big. His mama was a Welsh mare. And I mean, I roped 800-pound steer on him one time in the pasture, and he jerked him straight over backwards. <laughs> oh, that Goose, he was something else. He had big motor, big heart. Terry, you've seen a lot, done a lot. If you're going to give a young kid some advice, or an old guy, anybody wanting to start, Learning how to rope calves, what would you give them? Oh, you just, if you want to rope, you just got to rope. You know, you can buy your books and buy your books, but if you want to rope, just pick up that rope and handle it. Who messes with that rope most? Who's going to win the most? 
You think they should find a mentor, someone uh, that does it to hang out with, well, learn you from? Can, you can, but it don't make a darn if you if you really if you want to rope, you'll you'll do it on your own if you want to do it. Yeah, one of the best trick ropers in history was a seven foot guy from London or something. You know, really, he just started playing. He just kept that rope in his hand. Hank, I was at Sheridan one year, and he was on a pogo <laughs> stick doing the Texas skip on a flatbed trailer. Wow. You know, there's a lot of them trick ropers that can really do them tricks that can't rope. It don't make sense to me. If you can do trick rope, you ought to be able to rope. You'd think. Hey. You'd think they could rope anything that moved. Right. Yeah. Will Rogers could. That yes, dude he could. could. He could. He'd rope the mouse. He rope. Yeah, he roped that mouse on TV right yes, around sir, the neck. Yes, sir, he did. He right did. around the neck. <laughs> he yeah. choked that mouse. And then the next scene, he roped a cat out the window, pulled him up, tied <laughs> yeah. it by the mouse. Yep, tied him by the, yeah. He roped a goose on that one. He roped a, a, a goat with the back, swayed back horns, slick around the horns. Yeah. Right. That Those, guy can rope just about that, anything. That guy, he he can handle the rope. He can, and they and their ropes. Think about their how far ropes they've came since then. You know, I mean the old silk Manila ropes. You know, the if grass they can rope, rope them limber some bucks, and you they, know there's yeah. like a rag. Exactly. That's just. We're using grass ropes. Yeah, I use grass rope. But what all like do you it. have to do to keep your grass ropes feeling good? Oh. It's it's crazy. I'd watch these calf ropers doing all kind of stuff. You, you know, in the parking in, lot. You got to keep them mm-hmm. in your can. You can't let them have a lot of sun on them. It'll be but the king ropes, you can, they can have a lot of sun. They're hard. But them other ropes are soft. They'll just get like a noodle. You ever forget a rope under the hood? Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting. I was going to ask you yeah. what. Uh, tell everybody, calf ropers. Sometimes when they use the grass ropes, I'd look up and they would have their truck running and and uh, have the rope underneath mm-hmm. the hood with the with the uh, hood just about that far open. You know. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? Well, make the ropes a little bit limber. You know, when when I rode you on, I always just had one good rope in my rope can. I never had two. I never had three. Everybody said, why you got one rope? I said, I got one good one. I use it at the rodeo. I don't use it to practice with. I've used one three years. You was a one rope man. I said, well, when I get there, I ain't got to be confused which one I'm going to use. I'm going to get that now. <laughs> I was the same way, Terry. And I didn't, I didn't like crunching the rope in there, two ropes or three ropes in your rope can because it bend the eye on them. I'm, yeah. If you touch the eye of my rope, I'm ready to kill you. I don't, I don't want you to touch it. Don't touch the eye And of I've my never rope. let nobody use one of my ropes till last four or five years, and, and it's just been a couple of them. Uh-huh. I'll use polys now since I got older. I don't. I don't want to take time to mess with them, but I got one good grass rope, and I got it pretty good right now, and I ain't used it yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got to put up. Well, I, got a, I got him a rope can. I've done sacked it and everything. I put a make a put a bread sack down up and down it, and the boy, it makes them slick, and they last a lot longer like that. You like to put powder on them? A little. But I got me one. I when I get some more big enough. I'm gonna crack that grass rope out. <laughs> what about the armor all? Did you ever do that? I had did on my nylon some, but not on my grass. I did with a show sheen before. Show yeah. sheen. And yeah. that booger gets it out of your hand. Slick booger. <laughs> it slides. Now, then polys, you, you can take a poly that's limber and take that lacquer, th- that paint stuff, you know, and spray it. Yes, and sir. let it, and it'll stiffen one up for so many runs. But just some books will go out of your hand backwards. It'll be so slick. Be too slick. Hey, Terry. We ask everybody this that comes to do the podcast. Normally, Jimbo asks, but I will this time. If you were making a Mount Rushmore of calf ropers, four names, four faces to be on there, who are they going to be? It's just your own personal Mount Rushmore. Well, you'd have to have Roy on there, and I would thank Jim Bob Baptizer, Phil Line, probably Tom Ferguson. Good you know, choices. Roy said Good choices. three of the four of those on his, Roy Cooper. He did. He didn't say his name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, that's some that's some pretty good stuff right there. Those four names. Normally, pretty, I'm throwing a bunch of other names out there right, at you. Right. That's that's four of the greats. I'd throw Cody Ole on there just because he might be one of the greatest calf ropers I've ever seen with my own eyes. Right. For sure. Yeah, he roped good. He could rope. Well, what I liked about him, he could win Cheyenne thirty foot score. He could win Corpus Christi Texas no score. He could win. On big calves, he could win uh-huh. on a ten head match. You know, it he didn't be, matter. He was just winning and he winning could be and ten winning. or seven or whatever it took. He whatever could it. it took for him to be. Whatever it took, he could do it. But yeah, what a roper! Yeah, but best ten, tire I've ever seen, uh, Jerome, on, with can, his hands. Big, Jerome could flank a 
that buffalo over there. Who's the fastest? <laughs> who's the fastest from the horse to getting their hands up now? Ever? Oh, side you. I was up there at one time. Yeah, but I ain't no more. But I was there at one time. But I, there's a lot of them now. There's not just one. There's a lot of them. What about that little guy from down there around Houston named Ricky Kenton? Ooh. Ricky Kenton get it on, man. <laughs> little tricky Ricky could rope good. He held the world record for quite some time. He still does, I think. Does he? I don't know how six, fast four. that was. I think 6'4". Six, six, it was 6-something up in get. Canada, I think. Yeah. Uh, you figure that out, you know, like I said, that one six one five one seven, and then four four two four three going down the rope. There you go. What's the difference in roping up in Canada and roping down here? Well, when for I you? went, the kids were – Pretty good and little, the Longhorns. I mean, just fast setups. I mean, they got a lot of rodeos in Canada. I mean, a lot of them. You know, I don't. I think they shut it down there for a long time from COVID, but uh, they have a lot of rodeos up there. Different kind of calves, though. That kind of a Longhorn cross calf, right? Yeah. You know, something I always notice about you, Terry, is. Uh, I saw a lot of calf ropers growing up, and if everything didn't go perfect, it looks like they just give up and sit on the calf's head and wait on the untie boys to get there. I never saw you give up. I always, yeah. I saw you hustle through every single run, try to do every single thing you can to be as fast as you can, whether you're going to be seven or, or seventeen. You can't give up. I did, I did. I wouldn't give up. I'd stay hooked. Now, I mean, no quit. That's what's wrong with a lot of kids now. They don't want to work at it hard enough. For me, you know, I love helping kids, but there ain't very many that want to dedicate themselves to that, you know. Right. And uh, that's what it takes to be good. Now, Terry, he, there's, there ain't no quit over there. I asked something that always struck me about you is uh, I never saw you just walk back to your horse because Motion everything didn't go untie, just right for you. Motion for the untie guys to come get him. You were still you were still you trying still to tie something because you never know what's going to happen in the sport of rodeo. Tied. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Still trying to get a time. Yep. No doubt. Yeah, you and Brent Lewis and uh and uh Ricky Canton. He's another guy like that, I think. They're, that uh that Ricky Canton and, and little Terry now they they were both go fast. That's right. Go fast. Some of the best. Yeah, Ricky did rope good. Real good. Yeah, what uh if uh if you would uh if you was to come back and start roping again right now. I wonder where the, uh, you know, I've always said if they rope the kind of calves like they're roping now and the kind of score, you know, scores that we've got and, and the situation was all changed in Terry's day, that there would be another, a separate, a different list of world champions or champions, I'd say, not world, but champions, you know, and I think he would be at the top of it. You know, well, wherever he decided to go for any length of time, he would be at the top of that. Anyone's yeah. list, I would have to say, but for sure. You know, with the setups now. With the setups now. For sure. You know, like him and Ricky, you know, I mean, there would have been there there would been a different different names in yeah. different places. That's just like now I helped Tyler Milligan a lot and he ropes good and he doesn't. And uh, all last winter I told him I said, I just wish one time, one day in my life I could come back just thirty five. If I was thirty five, I'd put that rope on you today. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd remember it the rest of your life. <laughs> and he said, oh, you think you could? I said, no, I don't think so. I would. <laughs> I could. I would. I said, you'd throw that rope can away when I got done. Because <laughs> <laughs> he don't know how how I was. I mean, but I, he does know how I was, but he don't know like that. Yeah, you're one of these famous rope and okies. You're right yeah. there with Ralphie Williams. You're right you know, there with, uh, yeah. you know, Terry Crow and all the all the greats, man. And Everybody knows who you are, and everybody knows that you're one of the deadliest calf ropers to ever come down the pike. Well, it was. We're that sure was, proud of it, you. It was. I bet you can still tie one pretty quick, too. I can't tie one real quick, but I can tie one down. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a time, can't you? Yeah, I can get a time. <laughs> oh, well, you got anything good. else for Terry today, Hank? Boy, I don't got anything. I mean, it's just uh, I enjoyed getting to set in for old Jimbo, and I and, uh, hope he gets to – Everything goes well with him, and I uh, enjoyed sitting here visiting with Terry and, and you, and thank you for the opportunity. Oh, shoot, man. We're, yeah. We were just real lucky you were in the vicinity today, Yeah, it's Hank. lucky. Thank I? goodness. Yeah, yeah. We had the hangster here. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on today, too, Terry. You're welcome.
Is there anything else you, you forgot you want to get out there before we get off here? I don't believe so. I guess that's probably about it. Well, you know, besides his dad being a hand, he's got some other people in his family pretty dang good hand at yeah, uh, well, rodeo. And did your sister, she made the NFR here. Yeah. What, a couple, two or three years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet that was a proud time for your family. Yeah. I mean, she was wanting to quit, and I, I was at the house that day. She, I said, look, Tracy, I walked outside. I said, you got to go. I said, I should have went, been there, but I didn't do it. I said, you're the only one left. You got to go. The way she went. She did. And it was I, just I a, a Cinderella story, best I remember, you know, oh, with best. the horse. and. Yeah, I was proud of her. She, uh, everybody was for sure. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, she, Tracy, she, she, she made the big, the big one on on Dolly Joe, the little mare, and uh, Terry. He went out there and watched her, and, and well, uh, she had a whole whole support crew crew that went out and watched her from around here. So it was all good. Yeah, this whole part of Oklahoma was cheering yeah. for her. Yeah, she had a big no support team. It. Yeah, no doubt about it. We were all glad to see that post-track name going to the NFR yeah. out there, too. Yeah, Everybody was sure glad to see it. That's big stuff. Good stuff. Well, Terry, good seeing you, man. Thanks Thank for coming you. over. Thank you a lot. And uh, everybody else, hopefully Jimbo's back next week feeling better. And Yeah. yeah be sure too. and uh, – Tell everybody about the podcast, like and subscribe, and come see us at the museum. It's awesome. It is that. It's the best show in, in Pahuska. That's right. All right, see everybody next week. Thank y'all. Old stories like long-lost friends. Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage